Welcome everyone and good welcome to Morning Mindfulness with Rabbi G, another episode um, talking about living in the moment, exploring aspects of mindfulness with a Jewish perspective. So today I want to deal with a particular issue and that is one of the things that are very distracting or block the ability to be in the moment, to be in every moment with its fullest potential and to absorb the full experience. And that is the concept of fear, fear or anxiety. I'm not talking about full-blown fear or full-blown anxiety as a condition, as a mental health condition, but just regular anxiousness, regular worry that we all go through sometimes and we worry about different things. Some of us are a bit more anxious than others. And that becomes a very big problem, particularly if we attempt to live mindfully, to live in a mindful way, Um, in a very simple way. In other words, we're trying to experience something properly, we're trying to be in the moment, we're trying to be fully focused on what is happening in the now, and yet it becomes difficult because we're worried about something that's supposed to happen an hour from now. We're worried about the bills that I've got to pay later on, we're worried about uh, someone driving and taking a trip and if they're going to drive safely, if they're going to arrive safely, we're worried about the, the, the job interview I'm supposed to have tomorrow, and so on and so forth. There's so many things in life that we worry about, and that worry and that level, or little bit of level at least of anxiety that comes because of the worry, definitely distracts the ability to live in the moment. Just to explain what I mean, sometimes we, we've often talked about letting go um, to be in the moment. So we let go of past baggage, we let go of um, the offense that people gave us, the insulting comments that people gave us, we let go of the failures of yesterday, so we negate that, we let go of that, and we try and, we try and create a fresh, a fresh start, a fresh beginning from today. We're going to try and let go of everything, all the baggage and stuff and negativity and toxicity that happened yesterday, and we're going to try and, and, and start fresh. But the problem is a lot of times we're worried about something, something's on our mind, it's plaguing us, and we're as we call ruminating about, about, not about past things, not about things that people said, but about things that are going to happen tomorrow, or things that we are currently worried about, um, that might happen later on today, tomorrow, next week, or next month. I'm going to give you a little bit of a personal story, just a personal example of that. And as I always say, I only tell stories that work. I'll tell you part one of the story, and then I'll tell you the theory behind what I tried to implement and how it worked. So just recently, we were on a trip to America, as you know, and on the way back, we went through Hawaii. Um, and Hawaii's own rules with COVID, and it's just traveling nowadays is, legitimately so is, it's not, it's not a made-up thing, everyone will tell you that, that's been traveling in the last month or two. The trip, I always tell everyone the trip was amazing, but the traveling was stressful, because it was. Every, every airport you come to, you've got to have something new, you've got to have something, a different form, a different document, a different this, a different that. I thought I had everything, in the, in the, you know, so we, we had to s- sleep over one night in Hawaii. Um, that's the way the connection works. So we slept over, and I woke up in the morning, and I was very worried. I'm, an, I'm a nervous traveler in the best of times. So I couldn't really sleep that well. It was a good thing to break up the trip, but I woke up early, and I was actually anxious because I, I, I was just worried I had everything in, 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 in line. The last thing I wanted to do is that they should tell me my PCR test wasn't acceptable for whatever reason. Um, my daughter, we had actually had COVID, we'd all recovered and got a negative, except for my daughter, who had a positive, but she'd had a doctor's note. Um, 
that she had recovered and it was two weeks later and it was all fine and according to what we'd read on the, on the guidelines that was acceptable but the last thing that I wanted to do the last thing that I wanted to happen to me was to get stuck in a Y I had to come back here getting stuck in a Y would mean that I would have to, wouldn't be able to go the next day or the day after because it was Shabbat and it would mean a whole other week I really wanted to come back I really had the, um, the, you know, so many things to do to start the new Binah term and so on and so forth so it was really, I was actually worried. And the last thing I could do at that moment was to be in the moment. Um, to be in the moment in terms of if I want to study something, or I want to daven in the morning, or maybe go for a walk, whatever the case is, I just wasn't there. I was, my mind was in the airport, um, worrying about what, the, what they're going to say, who's going to be at the desk, do, do they know the rules as well as I know them, are they going to give me a problem, and so on and so forth. And it was bothering me because I really wanted to just not think about it. And I was thinking, hey, come on, you've got to be in the moment. You know, you're the guy that lectures on mindfulness. You're the guy that talks about how you have to be in each moment and you have to believe that everything happens for a purpose and so on and so forth. So I decided I've got to overcome this, at least partially. At least I really was very nervous and I am generally a nervous traveler. That's okay. If I don't get it completely right, it's also good. But at least I need to overcome this a little bit. And I thought about it and I tried to implement the following idea and I'm going to share it with you and then tell you what I did. So one of the ways, obviously overcoming anxiety is a complex issue, overcoming worry is, is, is so many different, it's a complex discussion and so many different aspects and components that are involved in that. However, here's one thought and here's one idea and that is we know that the human consciousness, and I say human consciousness, I mean the human soul has many layers, but the human consciousness, was our conscious state of being, can be divided into three, something we have discussed in the past. Three levels of human consciousness, and that is intellect, thinking, how we think, how we process information, how we make decisions based on our value system that we study and think about, our feelings, our emotional state, our emotional responses, and behavior. Now, worry, anxiety, is an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a response to something. I need to get on a plane. I need to present certain documents. I'm now worried that they maybe won't be accepted, even though I think they're all 100% fine. It was really unnecessary worry. But it's a response to a situation. It's a response to a potential danger or a potential loss of expectation or a potential... Uh, inconvenience that will, might happen that won't go the way I want it to go. So that's, that's, that, that's, that's an emotion. Now, the great thing about human change and about human behavior is this. That it's very, very hard to change an emotion. Even though we talk about ultimately having a choice whether to be happy or not, having a choice whether to be anxious or not. But in truth, it's very difficult to change an emotion because emotion is who we are. It's our personality. Right? This is something that is taught to us in Kabbalah, in, 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 in Jewish sources, in Jewish writings. What we can change, what we are in much more control over, is the way we think. We can choose to entertain different types of ideas. We can entertain and be open to a different way of thinking that is much more in our control. We're also in control in our behavior. In other words, we can do something even if we don't want to do it. 
We can do something even if we don't feel like doing it. We can force ourselves to behave in a particular way, even though it's not what we're feeling at the moment. And therefore, what we are taught is that when you have a problem with emotion, when you have a problem with negative emotional responses, the way to replace them, or the way to channel them, or the way to deal with them, is not by changing the emotion, but by coming from the two other ends. It's by really working on how we think, and then sometimes even that is not enough because it's a strong emotion. So yes, we know the truth, we know what we're thinking is not correct, and if we open to something else, but it still doesn't seem to help. Another very powerful tool, therefore, is to go to behavior, and to behave in a certain way. Today, in modern psychology, there's research on this, how behavior changes the way we feel, to the point that I've mentioned before, there's a, a sociologist and, and, and a great therapist that did research on how people prepare for interviews, and sometimes when they make body movements that instill confidence, they actually feel more confident. And, but this is already a principle in Jewish writings from ancient times, famously quoted in a book called Sefer HaChinuch, that that the heart, the feelings, follow the action. You just need to get into the action, which is a difficult thing to do. So, going back to my story, this is what I tried to do, and it worked. Now, did it work perfectly? No, because that's the journey of growth. We don't necessarily gain per- perfection, but it was a game changer. And I knew that if I do it in bite sizes, it will probably help. So first of all, I started to think and I processed in my mind. I tried just to calm down. I was, I was really anxious. I mean, not, not anxiety on the greatest level, but I was really worried and I just couldn't, couldn't settle. So I started to, I gave myself a time just to think for a few minutes. What am I worried about? First of all, God runs the world. Second of all, everything happens for a reason. And if I do get stuck in Hawaii, it was obviously a purpose. If I do had something wrong with my documents and, I, and I'm going to get stuck there, then I'm meant to get stuck there. Hashem runs the show. And not because I think I need to come back to Australia and I think I need to organize the binner term doesn't mean necessarily that's the truth. If I don't, I mean, that's what I'd like to do and I think that's the responsible thing to do. But, and I've done everything I can to achieve that purpose, which is what we're supposed to do and we live responsibly. I thought to myself, hold on a second, if I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be stranded. There's a couple of rabbis in Hawaii who happen to know their, their names. I'll contact them. I'll find a place for Shabbos. And if, if that's what's meant to happen, that's, what I, that's number one. Second of all, why am I worried altogether? I mean, everything is in place. I've done everything that I need, I need to do. We're going to go put with plenty of time to the airport and we'll have enough time and everything should be okay. And things like that. And I just thought about that for a few moments. It, it calmed me down a little bit sort of came to terms with the fact who said getting stuck in Hawaii isn't an option. If I'm really anxious about it, actually it goes against my, my essential values. Fundamental to Jewish thought is everything is everything is by divine providence, everything happens for a reason. So whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But right now, I can't do anything about it. Right now, I'm not in control. I need to let go of control. Right now, I've got an hour, two hours to spare. I've gotten up early. I can actually do something useful, whether it's for my physical benefit, for, my, for exercise, for my stimulation, for spirituality, I can, I can pray slowly, I can learn something, and so on. So that, that was a good process, but then I knew it's not enough, because obviously it didn't calm me down completely. So I made like a, a, a commitment to myself. I had something with me, a certain safer, a certain book, and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promise myself that for 15 minutes, 
Because you've got to do things, these things in bite sizes. I'm sharing with this you because it's really practical. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to take something and I'm going, to, I'm going to study this and make up with myself that I'll worry in 15 minutes. Right now, I'm just not going to worry. Let me get into it. It was a complex piece of Hasidic philosophy that I had with me in the form of a pamphlet. And I decided, let me do this. And I started to study and I got into it and I said it slowly and I tried to translate every word. It's in Hebrew. And I thought about it. And in a few minutes, actually, it was just liberating. I was actually really got into it. Because I forced myself to replace the fear with some positive behavior. When 15 minutes were up, I tried another 15 minutes. Did it completely calm me down? No, but it was a whole lot better. And actually, the hour or two before we left to the airport was quite productive. So, I tell you stories that work. Does it always work? No. But it did this time and it's a very, very powerful. But I think it was a combination of coming from both ends. So, to summarize, that is, that is the way to deal with that worry, or one of the ways at least, to deal with that worry we have when we're in an experience and we cannot be in the moment properly because we're being distracted by worry, by fear. Um, that's, what we need to, that's one of the things we, we need to do. We need to force ourselves to go through a process of thinking, what are our value system? Is there really what to worry? Are we in control? Isn't it fundamental to our Jewish belief we have to give up control in things we cannot control, um, which is, which is cause most things. Uh, if it doesn't work out the way I want it to work out, it's also what God wants. And there's a purpose in that, so we need to just come to terms with that, and so on and so forth. And then, perhaps even more importantly, we need to take a behavior, at least for a short amount of time, break it down into bite sizes, and to engage in that behavior fully replace the fear with positive behavior positive behavior once we're engaged in it at least forcing ourselves to get in, to get to interact with it in a, in, a, in a really positive way it calms the emotion down it channels the emotion and it brings the ability to be in to be in the moment so let's just spend a few moments thinking about that and in trying to internalize that idea so maybe just for a few moments when you're ready and comfortable just um, close your eyes, just to get into the mode of being focused and paying attention. Turn your focus to your breathing. Breathe in and out. And just for a few moments, just pay attention and slip into that rhythm of our routine of breathing. As you are focusing, just picture in your mind something that you could worry about today, something that you are worried about, something that would distract you. Just try to think about it for a few moments and sort of feel the unsettledness of being worried about what's going to be. Now go back to your breathing and remember that every breath is a nishima in Hebrew, a breath, which is an expression of our nishama, our soul. Just think about the soul's connection to God. Think about the values that come 
from that divine connection that our soul has with God. Think about how we don't have control. How we need to surrender control. Think about purpose. Purpose isn't only when things go our way. Think purpose is when things don't work out the way we want to. Hashkacha pratit, everything happens for a reason. Take time to re-examine our values. Take time to remind ourselves of the healthy thinking patterns we should have. And then think of something that you could do for five minutes which you can force yourself to be engaged in a meaningful behavior. It's hard to change feelings, but we can change the way we think and behave. Picture in your mind three layers, cognition on top, feeling in the middle, behavior on the bottom. Visualize the two ends, cognition and behavior, influencing the feelings. Keep that picture in your mind and revisit it every time you get distracted by worry. So that's the thought and that's the process. A very, very powerful tool to deal with the distracting fear or anxiety that prevents us from being in the moment. And the truth is that every time during the day that we do start to worry, or get nervous or anxious about something, that's something we can stop, visualize those two ends, try to re-examine our thinking, and try and engage in some positive behavior.